This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So in March, the electricity minister, Jose Enzuramahopa, visited the Letabo power station in the Free State one of the country's best performing stations. And Ramakhopa said if all power plants can reach Litabo's level, the country wouldn't be experiencing power cuts. The power station has consistently outperformed the rest of the ESCOM fleet. Let's speak to former acting ESCOM CEO Matila Koko about the importance of training and how ESCOM can solve some of the power challenges. Um, and really what is so special about the Latabo power station in the Free State. And Tate Koko, good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time. Good evening, Father. I hope you can hear me. Good can, evening to your listeners. Can hear you loud and clear. Um, so maybe let me start right there. What is so special about the Latabo power station, do you think, that has been able to get it right? They have been able to actually get it right. So I, I spent all my life, in S, all my waking life in ESCOM, and I went at Duva Power Station. And when we grew up in power, in power station, when we had a self-talk, when we were talking to, uh, to ourselves, and we had a slogan at Duva Power Station, and we said, Duva best, better than the rest. And within the fleet, we knew that there are three power stations we had to beat to be the best. It was Matimba Power Station, it was Maka Power Station, it was the Tabo Power Station. Historically, those three power stations were in the top quartile performance in the in, 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 in the field. I am happy that the Tavo and Matimba have maintained this positioning in their field. Mm. The, when uh, we had a strategy when we grew up, and we called it Project I, Project Reliability. And the Project Reliability had three components. Uh, uh, it was... We, the first part of it was to maintain what we call the engineering basis to be. So we used to say engineering basis of the plant uh, across the system at Litawa in particular was, was the heart of the power station. We must protect it. And we had we said, uh, the, the second component to it was operating basis. And the third component to it was maintenance basis. And historically, that has been managed very well at the Tower Power Station, at Matima Power Station, and at Maka Power Station. I'm a little bit disappointed that uh, Maka has dropped the ball because Maka Power Station should be in the same week as, as at the Tower Power Station. And there's a reason for that. Both power stations, the Tavo and Matimba, are what we call circulating bolas. They are designed by Babco. They are designed to the ISD code. The design is very conservative, uh, and that's what gives the tower the edge. The tower should be performing at the energy availability factor of a minimum 80%, in spite of the fact that their phone quality is the worst in the field. And I mean, you know, maintaining these power stations and ensuring that they continue um, to give good power or just give power to the people. What does it actually take? It's, the, you know, it's like a Formula One car. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's all about the 
engineering support, the operating support, and the telemetry that is in the uh, operating equipment. What it takes is that you have to, at all material time, at all material conditions, uh, uh, you have to understand the conditions of the plant, both on load and off load. If you do not have condition monitoring equipment to understand the conditions of the plant on load and off load, one, two, and you operate it like a Formula One driver within what we call operating and technical specifications, and you maintain it within what we call the right maintenance basis, you're not going to succeed. So what has fallen short of ESCOM is that I can tell you now, and I hear them speak, ESCOM does, not, does no longer have a good appreciation of the conditions of its plant on load and off load, for that we need proper condition monitoring equipment to tell you the conditions of the plant. Once you know the conditions of your plant, you can then specify your maintenance scope of work. Once you understand your maintenance scope of work and you've scoped it properly, you can then employ the right contractors for maintenance execution. And, and, and uh, you then have the right quality control system in, uh, in place from the engineers. Then once you get that right, then this talk of outage sleep will disappear. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the one of the disappointing issues is that the, the power station unit that comes out of outages that are supposed to be reliable are not reliable. You have what we call the minister refers to outage sleep. In other words, it does not come back on time when it's scheduled to come back on time. But even though they come on time, they are not as reliable. And that is where the problem is. Now, different power stations have, uh, have maintained their competencies and others have lost. 18 minutes after 9 o'clock, Matsela Koko still on the line with us to speak to us about the situation at ESCOM, her former acting ESCOM CEO. Thank you so much for staying with us, sir. So, you know, when we speak about um, the situation at the power stations, technically, um, and when we look at, I mean, how much load shedding we've had this year, how is the maintenance supposed to actually go and the scheduling thereof? So, so let's let's give credit waste you for the very first time in a very long time. Uh, two days ago, ESCOM available capacity was thirty thousand mega thirty thousand five hundred megawatts in a very very long time. So, so we must give them credit for that. Mm -hmm. Having done that. We must always understand that from engineering point of view, and I'm sorry, I'm not a politician, I'm not looking for votes, so I'll tell you the engineering view. Mm -hmm. From engineering point of view, the 30,500 megawatt that ESCOM achieved two days ago should actually be 35,000 megawatts. Mm -hmm. So ESCOM is short, typically 4,000, was short this week, typically 4,000 megawatts. 
in week 29 to week 30, I expect the demand to be 34,000 to 35,000 megawatts. So, so ESCOM will be short close to about 5,000 megawatts. So we should expect and write it down. Between week 29 and week 30, we should be bordering on stage 5 to stage 6 again. What should concern all the engineers, and I'm talking to the engineers, I'm not talking to the politicians, is that the plant maintenance of ESCOM in the last seven months has been higher than normal. In other words, ESCOM has been doing more maintenance than it has planned to do, mm-hmm. but it's getting less performance out of it. And the best measure of a, a, of a person who is not ESCOM, who does not understand ESCOM, the best measure for you to check if the maintenance of ESCOM is yielding the right results is to measure the diesel spend. We, I can tell you now, irrespective of what people think, we had a very world-class performance in 2017, 2018, mm. in my tenure. And the, the energy availability factor in the winter of 2017 was 86%. Now, as a rule, as a rule, your energy availability factor peaks in winter. You must always have the highest energy availability factor in winter. We had it at 86%. Mm. And we only bent, and this is not a joke. You can go and check the numbers. We only bent 30 million rents of diesel a month. Today, we're bending 3 billion, 3 billion rents a month. So you're comparing 30 million rents a month to 3 billion rands a month. Now, people are going to start telling you about inflation and the uh, exchange rate. Let me talk in actual numbers. We banned 10 million liters of diesel in a year, equivalent to 1 million liters in a month. Today, we're banning close to 100 million liters in a month. The, the difference of 1 to 100. That's a different. It tells you that the mental, it, it explains to you why we are short 4,000 megawatts. Now, it, it's serious when you take into account what I am telling you, mm. that the performance of ESCOM should be the best in winter. When you get to, when the summer comes and you get to December, the, the performance deteriorates. And there's again engineering reason for that. So I, I'm, I'm saying give credit where it's due. 30,000 megawatts, I, let, let, let me tell you this. Andre the Rater says, in his three years at ESCOM, Andre the Rater has never achieved 30,000 megawatts of generation capacity. Hmm. He's never done that. Um, uh, uh, the current leadership has achieved 30,000 megawatts. That is why I'm saying give, give credit to them. However, I'm saying to, the, to you, 30,000 is not good enough for winter. Winter requires ESCOM to have 35,000 megawatts. If we don't have 35,000 megawatts, by week 29 and week 30, we will be bordering on stage five, and we would have done well if we maintain stage, uh, load sharing at stage three and four by week 39 and week 30. But as you get to December, even when you consider that you will have you will have that consider unit uh, uh, three, unit one, unit two. Uh, your in, your plant maintenance is sitting at two thousand four hundred. So whatever you bring back 
from Unit 1, 2, and 3 at Kusile will be taken up by plan maintenance because your plan maintenance must sit at 4,500 for you to be able to get out of the bottleneck that you find yourselves in. But lastly, let me classify your power station. My, the cover must perform. It has no excuse not to perform. Mata must perform. It has no excuse to perform, not to perform. Kendall must perform. It has no excuse to perform. And the reason for that is because they are all American ethnic designed. They are very forgiving. And there is no reason why they must not perform. If I am at ESCOM at today, I'll be very hard and very difficult on the tower power station manager. And those who know me, I, they will know I have a card system. I'll give them a yellow card. I'll give them the red card. And eventually they'll go home. Uh, uh, Kendall as well. Kendall was broken in 2018 because of the, you know, those who remember, we forget quickly, when the new leadership came in in 2018, they introduced, they offered the ESCOM employees 0% increase. The consequences of 0% increase is what led to Kendall where it is today. And Kendall has never recovered out of it. But I hold the view that there's enough Reserve, uh, capacity into the system to fix what I call the uh, ash handling plant and the dust handling plant at Kusile. And while at, 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 at Kendall, while the only bottleneck at Kendall is the dust handling plant. Once you fix the dust handling plant, Kendall should be able to compete with Litabo. Kendall should be able to, to compete with uh, uh, Matimba. The difficult stations that we have is what we call uh, once through boilers, Duva uh, is a difficult station to run, Tutuka is a difficult station to run, uh, Majuba is a difficult station to run, but that's why we're engineers. Is that then how you manage during your time um, in ESCOM and at the helm of ESCOM, that you manage to ensure that there is little to no load shedding in the country? I am trying to show you that what we were doing during my tenure was not a chance. We managed ESCOM like a doctor who understood his patient or her patient. Managing a fleet of 48,000 megawatts cannot be done by a chance. Mm. It cannot be. It's going to get worse because your best performing stations are now at your midlife age. So you then have to do what we call your high temperature pipe work refurbishment, your high temperature component refurbishment at your biggest power stations. At, at, at Matimba, which is your best power station, we, we've done unit six, there's, unit, there's five minutes to go. Uh, the turbo that is your best performance power station has to go through your uh, high steam pipe work refurbishment. Uh, the same thing as Matla. That takes a bit of a chunk of capacity out of the system, it's, it, and it's going to make the system more tighter. But engineers should know that. You plan ahead. You don't blame sabotage and blame everything else. You, it's all in what we call the life of plant plan. If Peggy is listening, he will know what I'm talking about. The life of plant plan, the technical plan, and the, and the, and the outage plan, you manage that in a 
militaristic way, and I'm not apologetic, it's a fleet of 50,000 megawatts. You don't manage a, 50, a, fleet, a fleet of 50,000 megawatts technically with, uh, uh, by being tolerant. You cannot compromise and be tolerant to incompetence in a fleet. When we talk about technical excellence, we talk about what we were doing in, 20, in 2017. Technically, we were working on water. If you go to people, engineers in the power station, they will tell you, Machina Koko and his team, when it comes to technical excellence, they do not compromise. And it is no coincidence that we, get to, we, we got the type of operational performance we received. Haters condemn us, but history will observe us, I can tell you now. Mm. And I mean, you know, when we look at the work that is being done by the electricity minister, Jose Ento Ramokopa, what do you make of, I mean, the various visits that he's made and, you know, the, the what he has said, really, when it comes to the power utility? He, he's, he's a very good spokesperson for Generation Power Station, and I, 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 I like that. I think he, uh, uh, my former colleagues at ESCOM needs Expo a spokesperson like him who supports them. Um, but t- uh, uh, getting to the energy availability factor of, of, of 65, 65% in 2025, now listen to me, I'm not saying 65 in 2020 in 2024. That's out the window. If anybody tells you that, you know he does not know what he's talking about. And the reason for that is because your energy availability factor now is sitting at around 50, 56%. It can be only be the hike in winter. Going forward, it's going to drop. So I expect uh, ESCOM, uh, uh, the financial year end of 2024 to be slightly below 60 and to be 65 by the end of 2020, uh, 2025. For that, it needs much more than talk. It needs much more than dancing. It requires operational excellence. It requires condition monitoring. It requires station within it's what we call uh, operating and technical envelope. Engineers will know that. We call them optech spec. That you cannot achieve by dancing and talking. That you achieve by putting an engineering shoulder to the wheel, an operating shoulder to the wheel, and a maintenance shoulder to the wheel, and 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 almost is not good enough. And uh, be intolerant to 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 uh, uh, things that are not right. So it's not excellent. You should can fudge. Hmm. Oh, you are you know you are right. You you. You know, think about it. We, we said, imagine you're driving a Formula One car. That's what a power station is. Mm, mm. All the things you require for a Formula One car is what a unit in a power station is. It does not matter what Toto says. Toto is a spokesperson of the cities. Mm. What matters is what do those 32 people in a pit stop do? What is uh, uh, um, Hamilton do in this car? A combination of Hamilton and a pit stop crew and what they do and telemetry data that support the pit stop crew and support Hamilton is what makes the difference between uh, uh, being on the podium or not. I have to ask you, Matsela, um, you know, people are talking about a grid collapse. First of all, what would it take for that to happen? And do you think it will happen? So, um, you know, the, there are people who want to see the grid collapse. 
I can tell you now. There are people who are wishing for it. But I can tell you and your listeners that we have a very competent system operator at ESCOM. And the systems operator is alert. And the reason we are, the reason he is subjecting, she, it is she now, the reason she is subjecting us to load shedding is to protect the system from collapsing. I can tell you now mm. that um, if you ever had a thought of the system collapsing, throw it out. Mm. It's a negative thinking. It's never, it will never happen. Not with the kind of systems operator we have. Mm. We, the, we, the worst we must endure is higher stages of, of load shedding. And, and the, the higher stage, stages of load shedding, as uncomfortable as they may be, they are there to prevent the grid from collapsing. What you will have uh, and should not be confused with blackouts. It's, it's, it's localized, uh, 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 um, localized power outages, which are a consequence of a voltage problem, as opposed to a frequency problem. So you'll have may, you'll have these problems, uh, and you will have many of these problems as we build more and more renewables in, an, in a grid that is very constrained, that you will have bars, you will have uh, nodes that have uh, voltages that are, not that are outside the legal limit that, collab that collapses an area. That, is a, that becomes more and more reality into the future as we build more and more intermittent generation. But to have a blackout because we've got a system frequency problem, problem forget it. It will not happen. And uh, that's because I say so. And that's because I'm in engineering. That's because I worked in the system. I have, wherever I go, this is the message I tell everyone. We will not have the grid collapse in South Africa because we've got a competent systems operator who is very who is very alert, knows what she's doing. She's adequately supported. The, and, and I'm not joking when I say this. The top five power system, power stability and control in South Africa are sitting at Sigma Pen at the fourth at, at the fourth floor at block four. Mm. I respect. I respect the the what do you call it the space they walk on. They're top five. I know them. They used to. I used to harass them. Technically, they know what they're doing. Okay, we'll take your calls and questions right here on Power ninety eight point seven zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. That's zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Mandla and Social Nguve, Good evening. Evening, my sister. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, no, we are trying. Eh? <laughs> we try. We continue to try, Mandla. And and we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate it uh, for you bringing Mr. Ma uh, Matsila Gogo. Mm. You know, my question to to the Honourable Mr. Gogo. Uh, the Minister Bigikela said that there are some rocks which are being painted. You know, I, I just need maybe clarity on how many trucks per day that can deliver uh, the coal at the power stations, you know? And and the the, the receiving 
of of material raw materials like the diesel because there are allegations that people are, are the, the trucks actually comes in but there's no delivery which takes place you know the the the, the shift managers how do they manage them you know is there a system in place where they manage these people you know because uh, some of these things you know they they are just bizarre and even the security point of view if ever I'm a security they are supposed to be delivered but that delivery does not take place and i can see the truck is still loaded why do we still have to keep such uh, companies and then get pay get even pay them you know mm-hmm. okay yes. all right thank you for that mandla and social thank media. you thank you so much uh matsila Manda, the the um, um, let me let me put it this way. What is reported in the media is that hundred million liters, hundred million rands, is lost on diesel at Tutuka alone. I can tell you, I can tell you now, that is hogwash. And I was happy when the chairman of ESCOM and the leadership of ESCOM went to Scopa and told Scopa that. Um, that amount of fuel oil is not delivered a month. Kututuka does not use that amount of fuel, of, of fuel oil a month. The, the story of 100 million diesel a month was like a Swarzhafar or a Royal Khafar. It was peddled by people who were incompetent in their jobs and they wanted every single excuse. In the last five years, since 2018, all what they've been looking for, instead of working, they've been looking for excuses, blame this and blame that and blame God. So I don't buy that story. The story of full oil theft to the tune of 100 million rent a month in a power station is nonsensical. And I can tell you now, now that underrated is gone, I put it to you that you will never find any leadership of as any leader at ESCOM talking about that. I can tell you now, I don't talk to Mpumakwana, but I can tell you now he will never talk about it because it doesn't exist. I can tell you now that the CEO of ESCOM will not talk about it because it never existed. I can tell you now Billy Newman will not talk about it because it never existed. It was a fiction of imagination of under the writer because he was just incompetent. He could not deliver. Having said that, um, are there shrinkages? There may be. I don't have personal knowledge to that. My view is, in my time, I would not take long to catch them. And I don't see why beginning women can't catch them now. I don't, quite frankly. Mm. Knowing how the systems work, what people don't understand is that ESCOM is a fleet of 50,000 megawatts. It's highly proceduralized. It's extremely proceduralized that it's not difficult to pick up a deviation, even for a sophisticated syndicate. It's not difficult. So I can tell you now that um, uh, the people that are at ESCOM today are beginning to focus on the right things. And uh, 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 as a rule, you know, when we were at ESCOM, we used to say, by just being able to focus and measure half of your problems will disappear without knowing what exactly you've done. Mm. And then you'll, you'll just focus on the other 50%. But simply focusing on the right things, simply focusing on uh, 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 not complaining, 
fix, simply focusing on not passing the buck, more than half of your problem disappears. You regain the command and control structures that a fleet of 50,000 megawatts requires. You regain your organizational discipline. Once you regain your organizational peace discipline, people can realize uh, to the line. But so let me say this now that I have an opportunity. One of the things we did to stop load shedding and to focus in 2016, 2015, we did not, we wanted shop floor stability. We knew we had to increase EAF. To increase EAF, we knew that we needed everybody on board, including the blue collar workers. We decided on a multi-year salary increase. Mm. And we decided we're going to give the ESCOM workers eight years, an 8% increase for three years because in these three years, our focus must be on keeping the lights on, not on labor instability that is caused by salary increase negotiation. My advice to, the, to ESCOM today and to the unions today, when you settle in your current negotiations, please do so for three-year window so that in the next three years, you can focus on keeping the lights on. I would hate it that the leaders at ESCOM and the leaders in the union settle on the 12 months to go into another destabilizing negotiations of salaries next year. My wish and my advice is that settle for two to three years. It's okay if you don't take my advice because you think I'm corrupt, but mm. history always absorbs me. Let's take another call from Gino in Pretoria. Gino, good evening. Good evening, ma'am and sir. How are you? Good and yourself. Uh, good evening, Mr. Koko. It's such a privilege to speak to you, sir. Good evening, sir. I have, a, I have the pleasure. I, it's a privilege to talk to you, too. So when I listen to you, I get the sense that there's capacity at ESCOM. I get the sense that um, if um, we wanted to, if there was the political will to ensure that the lights are on entirely, that would be the case. You mentioned the load capacity at Letawong and other um, stations that I'm not knowledgeable of because I'm not in the engineering field. So, sir, I want you to please verify the conspiracy theory that to either verify or dismiss the conspiracy theory that says there's a deliberate plan to privatize ESCOM. Is this conspiracy theory true or false coming from you, sir? That's my question. All right. Thank you, Gino, in Pretoria. Matsela? My, my take, and I wrote an opinion piece on it, my take is that we'll have ESCOM in 2030 and beyond. I... I submit that what we are seeing is the, is the privatization of the provision of electricity rather than the privatization of ESCOM. You cannot proceed on the basis that say, you know, there is no ministerial determination now to say ESCOM must build new generation capacity. If there is no Section 34 ministerial determination for ESCOM to build additional capacity, the ESCOM sales volume are declining on average by 1% to 3%. So what you are effectively saying, if you know the management concept of a dock and a star, ESCOM is a dock, it's dying. 
And if it, if it carries on like if, if the ESCOM sales continue to decline and there is no ministerial determination for ESCOM to build additional capacity, then we are truly seeing the privatization of the provision of electricity. No one, and, and you can understand why. Because my kids have no trust in the government to deliver. Who still trusts government today in South Africa to deliver? Everything government touched has collapsed. It's collapsing. So it's a big ask to ask the government to do more. Mm. It's a big ask. We have to solve ESCOM today. What, what I, those who worked for me will tell you what I used to tell them. Protect tomorrow today. Because once you protect tomorrow today, then you are entitled to ask for more tomorrow. But ESCOM ESCOM will be laughed at if it asks for permission to build more power stations. ESCOM has no right to ask for anything today. Mm. We are in day six when we've got more capacity. So when we say ESCOM must do more into the future, we simply say to them, you must do more today so that you are entitled to ask to do more into the future. Mm. Let's take a listen. So to... it's not it's not an ideological thing. Yeah. You you see you you can't be ideological and say you want ESCOM to continue as it is, but it can't keep the lights on. It must first keep the lights on, mm. and then and then we can then say now that you've you you've kept the light on and you 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 stood to your promise we we can trust you with the future of the electricity supply in the country you you even hear the ministers now saying we must build a, 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 a escom 2 we spent so much time trying to fix this escom it's not working build another escom you hear that from the other ministers mm. to be specific you hear it from minister kodongwan he has no confidence in this escom of uh, escom of today he always talks about building, a, you know, the way he talks, the way he says it, he says, we have spent so much time trying to fix ESCOM instead of spending so much time putting electrons on the grid. Putting electrons on the grid does not have to be done by ESCOM. So you hear in the language mm. that they have no confidence in this ESCOM. This ESCOM has to end its place on the table. The only way for this ESCOM to end its place on the table is to keep the lights on. Let me tell you, uh, I had uh, the chairman ESCOM the other day saying we must celebrate stage two. We can't celebrate stage two because stage two on its own is non-performance. I mean, I find those kind of comments so condescending. We are paying exactly. for this electricity. We shouldn't be celebrating not having electricity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you follow the media today, uh, uh, they are trying to tell you to be grateful because ESCOM is suspended still shedding and you are in stage three until further notice. Hmm. That's the type of uh, 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 commentary that uh, 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 spoils the child. Hmm. Let's listen to a quick WhatsApp voice note sent on 0833037093. Hey, good evening, Joe. I would like to just make a, just a few comments to say uh, what a 
like black excellence and how you explaining the like you easily explain it to, like for us who are not engineers we can ex- understand what you're talking about and and like oh we've lost we've lost so much uh i can I, I, my only criticism to you is that you know you were politically you know politically defeated uh but technically you knew your stuff and you like but the politics how they 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 you know they dribbled you so my question to you is that what have you learned from your like experience uh, where, uh, in in your tenure yeah what have you learned that you could have done uh, right or changed here and there yeah i'm really looking from harango all right thank you so much uh Matsila, before you respond i just want to take two calls so that you can respond um all together manda in pretoria good evening Yes, good evening, and how are you? Good, and yourself, Manta? Good. You know, uh, I was just saying to your producer that uh, how I wish that some of your colleagues, you know, like, for example, Lirato and Bez can learn from you. But anyway, uh, to um, 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 Coco, you know, I think from where I'm sitting, this is man-made. I'm not sure about the Pillay story, whether it will be investigated as well, but for me, from where I'm sitting... I think this is made made that we have to suffer like this for nefarious reasons. These ITPs and um, and and indeed, if you remember some years ago, it was uh, uh, I think the then the 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 the, the, the um, uh, a, f- a former president spoke about the issue of nuclear, and there was a lot of halabaloo about these Russians because obviously the war between the West as well, which wants to have, um, you know, their fingers, you know, in terms of what's going to happen in this country. You know, the West, they are very, very, very aggressive. They didn't want us, and we, we did not listen that we might have this, but for ESCOM to ban, uh, to spend almost $8 billion in two months for this, it is insane. Very insane. If you look back what happened before, in your time, Mr. Koko, and Brian's time, I think you spend far less less than what, in fact, is not even a quarter of what ESCOM is spending now. And I can tell you now, we don't even know the beneficiaries. The only time we'll know the beneficiaries mm-hmm. is when black people are the ones who are supplying diesel. But it is these Europeans in this country who are now don't want to be called Europeans. They want to be called uh, Africans. Then we are in for it. And I think us as black people, we are our worst enemy. Once a black person is uh, 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 getting a job there, then we will call her names or him names to say corrupt, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. But when is this other, uh, 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 these people who came in this country, your Indians, your Europeans, no, no, we are compatible. But if it's Mr. Nkosi, then we'll make a lot of noise about it. Mm, all right. Manta but in... what, what, Mr. Koko, what do you think can resolve this? Okay, I think he's I think he's responded to that Mandla. But we'll hear. Thank you so much for your call, Mandla in Pretoria. Tabo in Hamanskral, good evening. Please try keep it brief so that Mr. Koko can have time to respond. I'm telling you, I'm so excited to speak to this icon. Speak louder for us. I really, really, really respect you. And to be honest with you, you are one of the engineers that actually deserve to get honors. Because you are the best. You know your content, and you are very articulate with what you 
you, are, you, you know, you can easily make uh, us to understand the operation of, 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 of electricity, the power generation and everything, by just listening to you. Now, the question that I want to ask you is about the nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Uh, former President Jacob Zuma wanted to bring it, and then it was figures, the figures that were there, it was talk about, I think, two to three hundred billion. And then when I look at, uh, and and then he was criticized, he was criticized by the people that are there, who are connected and everything, and he was thrown away. It was thrown away, the idea. But right now, when I look at the capital injection that is that is done by the Treasury into ESCOM, it's almost three times, like right now, it, it, ESCOM has given close to 300 billion. Uh, that is supposed to be given to, to be to be helped with. And then if you look at that amount of money, it's almost less than what we could have uh, uh, paid to get a nuclear power station in South Africa. So what to, to the question that I want to ask to you, Mr. Kokote, is that um, what are the chances of nuclear operation in South Africa and which area do you think we can position it? And it can be can it be a safe uh, power generating uh, solution for South Africa? Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Tabo in Hamanskral. And then a question here as well, Mr. Koko, from Tietzi, saying, I'm no electricity engineer, but please ask Matsila Koko, why aren't we using water streams and waterfalls to generate electricity in this country? Thanks, Soho. Let, 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 me, let me be quick on, the, on some of the answers. Let me respond to the PLA issue. You, uh, and, and I'm going to refer to the listeners to my tweet because I've, I've tweeted about this. Soho, these WhatsApp messages that were published by City Press on Sunday mm. Times about the sabotage is nonsense. Hmm. Go and look at my tweet about that. I feel pity for Pile. I think um, mm. she's just caught up in the crossfire by the, polit- by the political infighting that are happening within the ANC. This is an, inte- this is an intelligence operation gone rogue. And, a, a, and a, a, a simple look at the at the WhatsApp messages will tell you that. Do what have I learned? What are my regrets? I have a view, and that's how I was brought up, that things happen for a reason. You know, you know that in the scripture they say, I knew you what uh, before you were born, and I know your mission. I believe I had a mission at ESCOM. I believe I've accomplished my mission, and whatever has happened at ESCOM happened for a reason. And with time, and people are beginning to sit back and look back, they begin to realize what, 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 what was my mission. I can tell you now, even in the next 100 years, people will always remember Machala Koko, who has kept the, light, the lights on for uninterrupted three years without being diesel. Mm. People will always remember that. And people will also always remember that Machala was an African and did and achieved what underrated who's white and what Jan Oberholzer who's white could not achieve. And for that, even some of our black people can't tolerate that. Black South Africans are not used to a white to a black person doing better than a white person. And that's what you are seeing. And maybe that was my purpose at ESCOM. God put me there at ESCOM to show that black people can perform better than whites. And that in the future will motivate my son, will motivate your child or your niece that there was a person called Machala Koko who led a team of capable engineers at ESCOM 
to keep the lights on for uninterrupted three years when white people could not do it. Why do we need to keep the lights on? So I want to refer your, your listeners to a document that was published on the 30th of October 2022 mm-hmm. by the systems operator. It is called the Medium Term Capacity Adequacy Outlook. And I want to refer, it, 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 it's now a, it, it's a NERSA document because it's now a NERSA document. There is a table four in that document. And I want, I'm going to quote an extract for it because it tells you what really you need to do today. It says the, the, the ancillary reserve services play a crucial role in ensuring that the system is within frequency band and are also necessary to support renewable integration, particularly the integration of intermediate resource. Now, here's the thing. It says, however, the actual reserve provision is underperforming, indicating a power system critically short of operating reserves, which poses a risk to systems' ability to arrest the frequency and to support the onboarding of renewables. What the systems operate, and if I am Minister of Electricity, this is the only paragraph that I'll concern myself with. The systems operator is telling the nation that the system does not have adequate reserve to keep the frequency stable and to support the onboarding of renewables. Now, when anyone tells you that you must stop shedding by building more uh, grid-connected renewables, the Minister of Electricity should be directing them to this paragraph and say, but this is not supported by the systems operator. The systems operator says, I do not have sufficient reserves to keep the system stable and to support the onboarding of grid-connected renewables. What do we need today? We need to recover the reserves. How much the reserve do we need? In the same document, the systems operator tells you he requires 3,800 megawatt of 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 incident reserve if the minister is listening he must move away from 2200 megawatts mm. because his systems operator does not say 2200 he says 3800 of reserves that's what you need to keep the system stable that's what you need to support the renewables what how do you get there you can only get that reserves for power that is available on demand the power reserve available in demand is only two form that we must commit to as a country now. If I'm the advisor to the minister, I'll say to him, you have no choice, Mebra. You have no choice. Mm. Whether you like it or not, physics will lead us. You have to commit to a pump storage scheme today. Somebody asked the question, why can't we use the waterfalls? Mm. Pump storage scheme is the waterfalls. That's what we need one. We have done the studies. We've done the feasibility. It's in Vegasford. We've done that. We must just, the government must commit to that. And this is where I have a problem with the ANC government. You cannot, on the basis of science, not commit to a pump storage scheme today to give the systems operator the reserve they require. And the reserve they require, no, it's, it's not 2,200, it's 3,800 megawatts. Secondly, you need to commit to nuclear. Because if you are going to decommission 22,000 megawatts of coal station, mm. you, cannot, you, you cannot have the required reserve by 2035 without nuclear. So you have to commit today to a to, to, to pump storage scheme that will be on load by 2035. Mm. Commit today to, a, to nuclear that will be on load by 2035. 
Then you can play around with gas. You know, gas is a risky part. You can play, you can play around with it. Uh, to be frank with you, um, we don't have gas in the country. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't understand the fascination by a technology that uh, we don't have uh, the resource for. We don't have the resource. In my view, the, the power ship should not be contracted for more than five years. Mm. If, you, if you contract the power ship for more than five, five years, then Hong Kong for that. Sure. Machila Koko, former acting ESCOM CEO, I still have so many questions for you, but indeed our time is up. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you, Tsoho, and thank you for your listeners. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.